Hey guys, welcome to this week's very special episode of Cult Film Review. Uh, it's a two-parter, so we'll have a, a part two coming out on Friday, but what this is, is uh, we were invited to the International Sci-Fi and Horror Film Festival and the Phoenix Film Festival to interview uh, filmmakers that had their films out there, some really great films, some really great filmmakers. Uh, you might notice some jumps and cuts here because uh, it was a crazy, hectic time. We were on a tent, and mm-hmm. uh, we were under the gun. Uh, so Yeah, and everybody decided to show up in the last hour that we were there out of the four hours we were there <laughs> out of the, yeah exactly so we had screenings and all that stuff but it's really cool um you get to hear some pretty inspirational stories in my opinion about uh making films uh you get to hear some really cool stuff from judges uh about what gets into film festivals and how they get into film festivals so if you're looking for that this is going to be a good listen for you um it was just really cool and thank you very much to uh, Montiazzi who invited us out there uh, it was an awesome experience for us. So with that being said, let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, guys, we are here with uh, Dan. Dan is a filmmaker. You're from... New York City. New York City. Came all the way out to Phoenix uh, for your film. Uh, What's your film? What's your film about? Sure. Well, I made the film here in Arizona, so it was worth the trek. Um, My film is called Keep It Grand. It is a short documentary film following a group of Navajo families in northern Arizona. And they are fighting, well, they're known as Save the Confluence, and they're fighting a large tourism development in the Grand Canyon mm. called the Escalade. It's wow. actually uh, being proposed by a developer here in Scottsdale, and uh, it's sort of a David versus Goliath story. Uh, it was a small group of grassroots Navajo families fighting uh, billionaire investors. Oh, yeah, I like, I like that. that they named it the Escalade. The yeah. Escalade? Yeah, that doesn't scream douchebag no, whatsoever. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Well, the, what do you want to call it? I don't know. What's the biggest car you can think of? <laughs> yeah, that's actually the car they drive out there too to, oh. in to go visit course, the, the rim. It yeah, so it's huge. It, it's following the story of uh, Native Americans, obviously, as they're they're basically do they so they don't own the rights to this land or how did, did they? It, it's complicated. They it's technically it's owned by the federal government because okay. it's a reservation, mm-hmm. but it's held in trust for the nation. So they kind of have the right to develop it as they want. So it's kind of complicated, but. Uh, essentially, until the recent election of Russell Begay, who's the new Navajo Nation president, yeah. um, the former president was on board with this project, and uh, Russell Begay ran on the platform that he was against the Escalade. He is mm-hmm. still openly against the Escalade, and so for now, at least, until another three years and maybe he gets elected out, as long as he's president, it seems hopeful that the project won't go through. Yeah, I so, think I remember hearing about that, actually, on like NPR. They were talking about like the, the, a lot of the, the, like the, the tribes actually coming together to make sure that this guy became president so they could prevent this oh, yeah, from sure. happening. It, it wasn't just Navajo. It was a lot of the local area tribes. My film focused specifically on this one group of Navajo family, but certainly Hopi and Azumi yeah. and Wallapai, a lot of tribes came together to protect Very cool. the uh, How long is your film? The film is 22 minutes. Okay. Um, I feel like that's probably on the long end. I was watching it again today, and I thought, oh, boy, I could cut another four minutes out of this thing easily. Isn't that funny when you get in front of, like, an audience? You show in front of an audience, you start seeing all the little things you would change oh, yeah. or, like, the flaws that didn't stick out to you and the million times that you've already seen it. Uh, absolutely. The, you know, I, and I went to film school, a big surprise. Um, but, like, I think the best thing that my editing teacher taught me was if you're editing, just grab somebody from another room, anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be your grandmother. It could be anybody. Grab somebody, bring them in, and make them watch it. And having someone else's eyes on it, you'll at watching it and going through it, you'll see something that you know isn't tight mm-hmm. enough or yeah. right, shouldn't yeah. be there. I remember yeah, I, was told that I, I, I was told the same thing when I was in audio school. And the teacher said, you know, if you're working on a song or a track or something, bring someone in and just play it for them and just stare at them. And, like, the second they, like, start playing with their hands or start looking at their phone, you've already lost them. So there's obviously something you need to change right there. Mm-hmm. You need to pick up the speed, you know, go to yeah. go to a different break or something, yeah. you know. So. Absolutely. Right. I thought I just should have kept the scope of it a little smaller. I think towards the end it, it branches out into a lot of environmental issues. And right. they're relevant and valid, and I wanted to give it that context. But I think it maybe reached a little too. What, seeing it today, I thought it reached a little too what far. What inspired you to even do a story like this? Uh, well, I live in New York, and I... 
you know, work in an office building and I take the subway every day and I thought it would be amazing to come out here for a couple of weeks and get paid to do that. Okay. So, I mean, that yeah, was, there you go. Kind of, <laughs> half of it, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I, I kind of seek out stories in places that I want to go to or I'm in, at least interested in and, and can enjoy being cool. in. And, That's and awesome. I'm, and I'm passionate about. Yeah. And uh, I think I had read an article about Renee Yellowhorse, who's the, the lead, and uh, she's sort of the spokesperson for the group Save the Confluence. And I'd read an article about her. I reached out to her, and we spoke on the phone a couple times. And uh, she is just the most passionate, dedicated woman I've ever met. I mean, she dedicates her life to this cause. And mm. yeah, it's amazing because they didn't have any organization at the start. They didn't have any plan. They just knew what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And all their planning and organization has basically come from the outside. The people just saw, wow, these people are so passionate about this cause. Like, we have the organizational skills. Let's come in and help them. Certainly Grand Canyon Trust and Flagstaff was instrumental in that. Wow. So they just inspired me and for some reason trusted me to trusted me with the story and came yeah. out and did it. Cool, cool. So so why why do a... Uh, <laughs> what? I know, he is. No, go ahead. Do you have me? So Ask all the questions. Why do a short film and not not a feature-length <laughs> documentary? Was there just not enough content? I mean, specifically here, the the organization I made this film for was commissioning it as a short. And, okay. Uh, I mean, it's a nonprofit. Uh, certainly, the budgets weren't huge, but also the turnaround on these projects yeah. was supposed to be, you know, a few months. I mean, it, it was yeah, crazy. They can't wait a year to get no, this message it, out. Yeah. This is something current that they're. So, are they going to use this film? Other than in film festivals, are they going to use this in uh, like so, like raising awareness like, that yeah. type of thing, like yeah. a protest or? Sure, like yeah. A, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's right after the festival. It'll be available online on the, or, uh, the organization's website. Okay, um, cool. Actually, do you have that. What do you know that I website? Do, I do. It's uh, tsuchi.us. I'm going to have to spell that. It's a Taiwanese Buddhist nonprofit organization. It's t z u c h i dot u s. There's a ton of great stuff up there, including uh, my cameraman made a film about bees, why bees are dying around the world. He shot in I don't know how many countries, and it's pretty amazing. So you can definitely wow. check that out too. Interesting, very cool. Yeah. So go there, check that out. That's important to do. Uh, so besides your film, how are you enjoying the film festival, the other films, Phoenix? Oh yeah, the festival's been good. Uh, we got a little sloppy here in the tent last yeah. night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what industry nights for, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know if you noticed. It's not for meeting and greeting. Looking Chris. your it's best and then looking your worst. I got a big old stack of business cards in my back pocket right well, now. I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't that's know if awesome. you noticed. Like, it's weird because it's like you show up to industry night, like when it opens five six o'clock. Yep. And you see badges everywhere. Come eight o'clock, you're like. Who are all these people? That none of it's them make like, film. No, no, they're all doing film, but none of them are in the film festival. Yeah. There's no badges around. Everybody's right. handing out business cards, just getting wild and crazy. Yeah, right. It's a really fun time, actually. I mean, it's a good place. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're oh, good no, at networking, it's yeah, a good place no, if to If you be. want to network, it's just, yeah, this is where you would go, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I like that. I mean, I, you know, it was packed in here, and, and I love seeing it, that many it, people it w- come out. I'm, and, I'm like, fairly certain we, like, we, we violated some kind of fire code with the amount of people that were crammed in here. <laughs> fire 10 or 11. Tent code. Yeah. The amount of times I said, sorry and excuse me, was ridiculous. I think I knocked some girl's drink out of her hand at one point. He just kept on walking. I was just like, whoops. I'm pretty sure I requested an air conditioning. Huh? Pretty sure I requested an air conditioning out here and I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, a little stuffy. A little stuffy in here. A little stuffy, yeah. So where do you mostly film, like, around the Grand Canyon area or? For this film, yeah. I mean, I do a lot of... Different what, stuff. When, what's, when did you shoot? Did you shoot, shoot here during we like the summer? We shot last June during uh, an extreme heat wave. Okay. June that, that was nice. Great, great plan. Was, great yeah, plan. it was brutal. <laughs> Two weeks just in the desert outside. Uh, we had a, a battery explode on us, yeah. um, one of our drone batteries, and uh, camera overheated a couple times. We were on a kayak with three cameras and no waterproof gear, so... Well, Definitely a technical challenge throughout sure. the, uh, yeah. throughout the journey. It, yeah. A good Holy adventure, crap. though. I mean, honestly, I, mean, I feel like when you, you put in all these kind of stressful situations, like the creativity just fucking goes wild. Like, you're, yeah. when you're forced to adapt, you start coming up with great ideas and stuff. No, and I never felt tired at the end of the day. I mean, I was always super engaged. And that's kind of what I love about doing that versus, like, if you're doing some narrative shoot in you know, six days a week, 15-hour days, and it can just get really oh, yeah. tiresome Very and tedious. Draining. And, and this was more just, like, running around the desert. Kind of like a camera. passion project, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you, in a way, you, I yeah, there's not really a whole lot of pressure <laughs> yeah. because you're just you just get as much good footage as you can. Whereas like you don't have like a sh- you might have a basic shot list of right. things you want to capture, but it's not like a storyboarded 
film. Set schedule. Yeah, you're kind of no, hoping you, you capture things. But you need to make things. sure you're getting the, the interviews down. You know, right, right, right. we right. went to the um, what's known as the confluence. It's where the Colorado and Little Colorado rivers meet in the Grand Canyon. Very, very difficult spot to get to. You got to drive mm. for hours in an off-road vehicle. And finally get there, sit down with Renee, we're about to do the interview, and all I'm thinking in my head is, Jesus, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, but now I actually have to concentrate on like this piece of paper in front of me, my interview questions, and not screw this thing up that I've been preparing for months. Right. Yeah. So right. That was always tough. So you huh. said you got you got paid for, so were you like commissioned by the tribe then to do this? Or? No, no, I, I made this film for that Taiwanese Buddhist nonprofit called mm. the Tuchi Foundation. Oh, I was okay, working okay. for them full time, yeah, making, making short docs, and... They, so have they, you done other do, uh, other uh, other uh, documentaries for them then? Yeah, I I the B piece I had mentioned. Um, we have an upcoming piece too about refugees. We kind of went around the country filming with different families from all over the world and just yeah. trying to tell their stories and and you know battle a lot of this negativity in, sure. in the media about refugees. You know, this is kind of the fabric of our country, and they're generally hardworking, good people, and they yeah. just want to you know help their families that's so, cool right. that's awesome stay safe so what are your like uh influences when it comes to like creating video creating art creating entertainment of some kind or or awareness even um i don't know it's tough to say i i, I like in, ter- in terms of like doc stuff i really like watching stuff that i would never have the balls to do like i like watching uh herzog has a lot of fantastic short docs actually mm-hmm. um and there's so much of him in those. I mean, it's as much about him as it is about this subject. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I could just never do that. I'm like I be never, in front of the camera. Yeah, or? I could never be like an on-camera personality. I don't think I have a huge, right. big personality like that. Or like Bill Weir has. He just did a CNN thing. Yeah. Um, with Renee and you know on the Colorado Basin, and so I, I like re- really like watching that kind of stuff as sort of you know try to grow a pair of balls. But I, I can never, <laughs> <laughs> I can never actually end up doing it. I gotta. You know, stick behind yeah. the camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Very cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, the website again, and plug anything that you want to plug. Yeah, the website is tuchi.us, T-Z-U-C-H-I.us, and there's a ton of great stuff on there. I would just say go ahead and check go it out. Go there. Awesome. Check it out. All right, yeah. thank you very much, yeah, man. I appreciate Dan. it. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. So, Mike, you just got back from here to your screening <laughs> uh, of, of, of the Angel Ruiz film. Uh, how uh, how was it? How'd it go? How'd it go? How did you, it, do you it, feel it, like a star I, now? I wish I wish I could have stayed for all the Arizona shorts, but I was there to uh, support my friend Angel. Um, I'm in the film for like maybe three seconds. Nah. Uh, a good three seconds. It's though, a right? good three seconds. Was it solid? Well, well received. Yeah. Well, it was, that three yeah, it was seconds well actually received. got it's a very fun movie. And you said you played the boss. I play a jerk boss basically okay. that yells at uh, one Carrie Fee. <laughs> who uh, is the lead actress? One, actually, one of Fits one of well. one, one of actually really three main characters. It's actually a really interesting film. I don't want to give away the ending in case anybody wants to see it. I believe it is playing tomorrow. I think. Uh-huh. Ooh, I'm not sure. It's definitely playing tomorrow though. So, um, how do you feel about being typecasted as a jerk boss? <laughs> uh, you know, like I've been all my life. I've been trying to fight it, but you know what? I've come to accept that. The price of fame sometimes means that you just have to go where everyone tells you to go. Yeah. You want to get started with what, what, what you do here? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Brandon. I'm the, uh, I'm the, I guess it's the competition selection person for all the horror films that are in the festival. Nice. Uh, I got four films playing at the festival right now. Uh, Night of Something Strange. Uh, I've heard that's good. Okay, I heard it's, it's very good. <laughs> it's gotten some, uh, some people have left the theater, which is... Ooh, is well, it pretty ooh, brutal? Really? I, I've oh, seen the poster, so I can, kind of, uh, I can kind of gather where that's going. I mean, basically, just in the, the, the short description, it's an STD zombie film. Okay. So it all starts out with necrophilia, and the guy becomes a zombie and virtually becomes a sex-rape zombie. Oh, wow. very so, nice. <laughs> and it progresses from there. So... If you read the description and you kind of don't know what you're kind of getting into walking into it, then you yeah. kind of like walk into the wrong film. The people no, no, that go see, see Nymphomaniac and then get appealed when they when they sit through the movie. But it's, it's more tongue in cheek. It's more like mixed with trauma films yeah, and like uh, Return of Living Dead. Yeah. That's what I was. I when I read the description of it, that's I, that's what hooked me. I was like, nope, this is right right up my alley. This is what I want to see because I'm already like STD STD zombies. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Well, the artwork screams that too yeah. that yeah. they've got. So, and the, the filmmakers are here, and I, oh, I talked to them in a little in depth, and they said their biggest influence was the Blob, the '80s remake, the Blob. Oh, nice. Um, and they kind of took that, and mixed it with like Return of the Living Dead, and that's kind of where they kind of sunk in yeah. with their with their 
thought of the movie. Then, uh, let's see, Dead Bodies is playing today, too. Uh, that's more of a... More of your standard uh, cliche, a bunch of kids go to a cabin in the, in the woods, uh, sure. but they play a game called Dead Body where they turn off, like you get a slip of paper and it tells you if you're the killer or you're a victim. And okay. so everybody, there's, you know, obviously everyone's a victim and one killer, and it's like a mystery game. So they turn off the lights and then like for 10 minutes and they kind of scoot around a bit and then the killer pokes the people that are the victims and they become dead and they turn the lights on and the people that are dead are dead and they try and figure out who is the killer. But somebody's actually been really killing the people. Yeah, so yeah. That's okay. Kind of a, that's a good It's kind of like uh, yeah. April Fool's Day. A little, little bit like April yeah. Fool's Day, exactly. And they kind of take some of the, the trumps from other other films and throw them all together. It's a mystery mixed in with a, with a, with, with a horror film. So yeah, that's very cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Dark Tapes is... Um, I'm not a personally. I'm not a giant fan of the found footage genre. Uh, yeah, they can be played out. But this one has a, a little twist on it. It's a. It's like a compilation film of short footage, kind of like VHS, kind of like an anthology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it takes a little twist on some of the old tropes that they've been using on uh -huh. uh, on many of the found footage. It's pretty. It was like cool. a parody. Or is Not it, a parody. They okay. just kind of just put a little bit of spin on it a little okay. bit. Okay. So, and there's one overlapping story. With kind of mini stories mixed in, so it's pretty pretty cool. Awesome. And then uh, the last one is the strange tale of the medicine man, oh, yeah. which is uh, <clears throat> it didn't get some good show times on the on the festival. Unfortunately, they're all early morning ones, but uh, it's a a New York based film based on some of the the cabarets in in New York, the ones that tend to do like push the envelope on like nudity and cabaret and mix in like gore and murder, almost like um, uh, where is that the uh, like the Herschel Gordon Lewis films from, okay. from the 60s. Blood Feast. Blood and Feast and... Uh, 10,000 Maniacs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and it ties in with that with a little bit of they're trying to steal the souls of the girls that are performing. And so those are the films that are in the competition. Cool. Uh, we have the awards assembly on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we'll announce the winner and it should be good. Are most of the filmmakers so, here? Or some of them can make it, some of them couldn't? Some of them could. Uh, Night of Something Strange is here and Dark Tapes are here. So okay. They've cool. been around. Uh, I know the other ones were trying to make it, but they just couldn't make, make yeah, it. Sometimes it is hard. To, so. Especially when you submit to a ton of festivals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got to pick and choose. Yeah. Um, did we already cover I, did, I don't know if somebody already asked this. So I was messing with the audio. How did you originally get involved in all of this? I used to actually run a, a horror film website called IcanSpellYourBrains.com years ago. And uh, we got involved in doing films at um, both uh, Madcap when it was around at the Channel of Cinemas. We were showing monthly horror films. Um, we did, you know, all sorts of stuff. Return of Living Dead, Cannibal sure. Holocaust. All, you know, virtually every week we'd show on Friday night, we'd show a different movie. And uh, <clears throat> we had a, our, our website and we had a podcast and we, we did that for many years. And uh, one of the people that worked with us was Andrea, who became the uh, director for the, the film festival when... Uh, when the old when Brian left, now working at Film Bar, right? She's that that Andrea, okay. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, after her first year, she asked us if we wanted to do the the whole programming, and we, we agreed. And the website and everything else kind of went away, but I kept going. So yeah, it's yeah. been uh, ten years I've I've been doing the, wow. the the festival. Before it was two separate festivals: the International Horror and Sci-Fi Film Festival, which is October, and then the Phoenix Film Fest was always this time of year in April. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they put them back, put them together as one because they both got actually, honestly, too big. So that it just became too much for to do two festivals in a year. Gotcha. So they put them all together in one. So yeah. So yeah. do you feel like there's like a is it a challenge for you to sit back and get all these screeners into these films and be like, which ones do we want to show here? Yeah, or? I mean, a lot of people have a lot of different ways to look at it, and they, you know, sometimes they go, well, what do you what do you look for? Are you looking for like a something in particular? And, and the answer is no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we don't have a we don't get a ton of time to watch. We get a couple weeks, and I think this year it was like 42 films I watched, and I just picked up my favorites. Cool. And, nice. But I mean, of course, there's, you don't want, you know, you don't want three ghost movies. You right. Know? Yeah. So yeah. You go, yeah. okay, well, th this is this is the best of the ghost movies, and this is, you got to still program to have a little bit of a variety. Mm -hmm. But how important? Because I, I feel like this is could be the death of some people, so this might be good uh -huh. advice for them. How important is runtime, and what's an ideal runtime? Runtime doesn't matter to me in features, but if you're doing a short film, it's everything. Yeah. So if you're familiar with a short film to the festival, uh, Danny Northside does the short films, and we, we work together with Explain Your Brains. He was my partner on that, so we kind of split the horror programming in half, and I do the features, and yeah. he does the shorts. But if you're going to submit a 40-minute short, it better be amazing, because that's on a 90-minute 
block. Block, you're going to be half of it, you know? So yeah. it's gotta, yeah. you got, it has to be amazing. So chances are, you have to be so amazing, you got to be better than 20 films that produced five to 10 minute films. Right. So you have to be amazing. So the, the best bet is to do a really good five to 10 minute film okay. if you're going to do a short film. Cool. And if, if you advice. want to submit it to festivals. I mean, if you want to put it on YouTube and get it out there, great. You know, make a 40 minute film because. Obviously, it's a big difference to make a 10 to 20 minute film than it is making a 40 minute film. Is it is making a full feature, but when you're trying to submit it and get it in the festivals, your chance of getting a 40 minute film in the festivals slim to not. Yeah, even, even if it's really good, it still has to be amazing. You really pretty much have to like you know, <laughs> do you, do you think jaw drop that you know you see a lot of. Um Short films now starting to maybe gather up B-list actors uh -huh. to kind of come in. Does that help the chances of the film for a short film? Do you think? No. Okay. No. I mean, it, it, it's all about story in short films. Okay. So. Choke up on the mic a little bit. We got motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah there's a bike the motorcycle week. Rap. Oh, is it? Is it it's really bike, bike week? week? Yeah, it's bike oh, week wow. here. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> But funny. <laughs> yeah, but for short films, really keep them short and keep them good. That's that's going to be the best yeah. advice for that. Cool. As far as for feature lengths, it doesn't matter. I mean, um, they'll make it, they'll fit it in, and I don't really put that into um, into how, when I pick a film at all. Some of the most important things is sound because that's the thing that's really not looked at by a lot of uh, first-time filmmakers, and that can make and break your film. I mean, you, it can look really good, but if it sounds like shit, yeah. then it's not gonna it's not gonna work, especially in a theatrical setting. Yeah, somebody put it in a really good perspective for me. It was, you know, your film, 50% of that is your sound. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't have good sound, the f it could look great, but if it sounds like shit, it takes you right out of yeah, it. Yeah, and, 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 and it's another, another important thing to note, too, for, for people who are gonna be making films like, if you can't afford like the best camera, whoopty fucking do. Yeah. I mean, if the film, the thing with sound is, if sound is like perfect and it fades into the background to the point you don't even realize it's happening, then, you could shoot it on a Sony Handycam. Yeah, you, you absolutely Who cares? can. <laughs> like with the with the, how they've done with with technology for cameras these days, a, a cheaper camera is probably the way to go and spend your money on, on making it sound good because that's yeah. what. It doesn't. People don't really, really realize it when they're watching a film, but it makes a huge difference yeah. in how you perceive everything. If yeah. it sounds it's awful, terrible when you, you do notice sound. sound. Exactly. It's like the worst. If yeah. you notice the sound, it, chances are it's not a good reason. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that I noticed uh, for this year, I've been coming to these. I think this is my fourth year, or fifth year. Um, is the quality of overall films has I feel like jumped substantially. Yeah, and there's. It's really helped. What some of the things that really helped was we got a lot of good submissions over the years, and um, I don't know if it's just out of pure chance, but almost every film that that has gotten that I've put into the competition features has gotten picked up, yeah, and got distrib distribution. So every year that it's, it just compounds on itself, and it's every film that I got picked last year got distribution and is out on the street. You can watch nice. it on, yeah, you can buy cool. it or get very on VOD. Cool. And it started, and that's it's happened eight years in a row. Every film I picked has gotten picked up. So now it's starting to be like, wow, you're the golden it's child. To get, dude. Like, yeah, I don't want to jinx myself on <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Well, that yeah. kind of <laughs> leads me into a question. Um, since you you obviously see a lot of horror films, you you're very in tune with the genre itself. Where do you see it going? How can this be reinvented? Like because you know we when when Blair Witch Project came out, that oh. kind of reinvented horror. Paranormal activity kind of ripped that off, but again, it is a resurgence. Like, what? what There'll can be something. We do? You know, it, it, in every generation, there's something that really comes and changes it. Like, it, like in the '90s, Scream really re reinvigorated horror. Yeah. And yeah. So if you look back on that, then we got, you know, the, you know, I know what you did last summers, and there'll be a ton of movies that follow in that line. There's just going to be that definitive movie that that really makes a difference. Um, you know, I don't know if we've had one of those in the last couple of years yet. I mean, Paranormal Activity. It was done on a shoestring budget, and it, it looked good, but it was... I don't know if it's really changed anything. It, yeah. it made, yeah. If anything, it, it changed It changed marketing, yeah. and it changed how a lot of the studios realized that they can make some films for nothing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a good so thing. So, yeah, that actually <laughs> yeah. might yeah. be yeah. a bad thing, because yeah. now budgets have probably exactly. dropped quite and, a bit. You know, so. If Paranormal Activity could do it, why can't you do it? Yeah, exactly. You're not a good director? And, you know, I mean... Uh, it was a good film and all, but I, I kind of nicknamed those films Paranormal Naptivity because I think they're incredibly boring. Yeah. Yeah, when you get on the 12th one, 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, I think it's great to watch security footage, and it's just I could yeah. nod off to that every yeah. night. But. So don't send <laughs> in your security footage. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's just, this is the first year that unless the found something compelling happens, in, you know. So I will, I'll it give did it that, make it in. Uh, no, yeah, that dark tapes was a found footage. Oh, film no, first year that. Yeah. Okay. okay. This so is the first year that, and there's there's been tons. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's because it's easier to do. Mm-hmm. Honestly, absolutely, it is. It is way easier to do, but just because it's easy doesn't mean that you can't be creative with it. And that's kind of what yeah. you know. You have to still have a good story, a good plot, a good reason why why the found footage is happening. You know, yeah. Blair Witch Project was ingenious on how they did it. They especially their their pre marketing when they were. Yeah, like they did. I, I don't know if you guys were around. In those I remember. Days. I, was, I saw yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I scared the shit out of we, me. We when it came out in Phoenix, we were we got it full three months before it came out everywhere else. Yeah, and they were still kind of pushing it as this is a true, this is a true story. story. I, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing it like that. Yeah, I was yeah. scared out of my yeah, mind. Yeah, you remember like the teaser they had was literally just the chick running through the woods with some text that would pop yeah. up and it'd say, you know, what happened to these people? Yeah, and, like, they, and all you know. And they be, knew it was going to be big yeah. once once it started, and that they purposely had no press for it. They didn't have anyone do any of the circuits or talk about it. They virtually had, had, had told the cast to disappear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I thought. They did, a couple of them like went out of country for three months or so. Exactly. Like, well, the movie don't, was, was just, running. Just, yeah, don't don't yeah. be around. And then and then I remember the, when it was finally solved. That this was a totally made up thing was they did like the MTV Movie Awards yes. and the three of them came out and everybody was like okay they're alive it's all good yeah, like, yeah. but Blair, but Blair yeah. Witch Two was real that was yeah, that, that was, was real. Book of Shadows yeah, yeah. 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 Shadow yeah. obviously a real disaster yeah, yeah. That's that, that was, was amazing that was one of the best films <laughs> I've ever seen oh god so what's the uh, like next goal for next year's it's hard so, it's hard to say I mean um I, I just hope we get the submissions stay good, and then I'll um, I'll keep trying to pick the best films that, that fit well. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen, uh, I mean, the, the one that's getting the most talk right now is and complaints, which I think are, are both the best. Is, is not as up as strange right now. So really, yeah. I would definitely try and catch that. That's playing tomorrow, right? Uh, it's on. It's playing actually right, right now. Yeah, right yeah. Now. yeah I was when I was done here. I was going to go over and dip yeah. into the Q and A. Yeah. Um, all right, Kyle, shut it down. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Done. I did have one question about a movie. I don't know if it's still playing uh-huh. um, this weekend. Anti-Birth? That is, that's one of the showcase films. I haven't gotten a chance uh, okay. to see it. Uh, Monty <clears throat> does the showcase films. Oh, okay. <clears throat> excuse me. Which are, are more of, uh, those are more of the big, the big, you know. A-list big, stars. A-list, A-list yeah. films that are, they, they shop around and. They just try and get them in the festivals, not as competition. The ones that I deal with are the yeah. the ones that are independent. Yeah. You made it at home and you, you submit it in and cool. you're trying to get Very it. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Very, Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, so uh, this could be off the, off the record, but um, last year Blood Punch won yes. Best Feature. And my company actually ended up picking up Blood Punch for distribution. Fantastic. So you're, yeah, I, when you were saying that, I was yeah. like, oh, that must have been that. You have the golden touch, man, <laughs> for sure. Yep. Well, and then some of the ones like uh, we did... Um, like Absentia was, yeah. uh, we were the first festival screening for Absentia, mm-hmm. and, and now Mike Flanagan had has gone on and do Oculus, and he's doing Blumhouse. He's got a Stephen King movie coming out wow. uh, that, he, that he just did an adaption for, and another another movie that he's got coming out, and he's hit the A list. And when Oculus came out, he actually brought it here for yeah. for the three yeah. weeks before as a, as a big thank you. He's like, you guys gave me my first festival. Cool. You know, you were the first time I was ever had a film in the festival with yeah. you guys. And, yeah, it really helped blow up. That's great. I was, I was there I'm for sure. that too. I yeah. remember I saw that they gave out the little uh, the icon. The yeah. icons. Yeah, uh, I, I have, I have those in my nightstand. <laughs> yeah, nice. kind of cool. They and really he was cool. such a good dude. You know, he's a yeah. he's a great guy. And didn't uh, uh, didn't WWE pick that up? Yeah, they, yeah, they did. yeah. It was Blumhouse WWE yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, they got they well they got a thing going with uh, Gene Simmons now too. Where they're yeah, they're producing movies with, they're producing strictly like upper echelon supposedly upper echelon <laughs> horror movies with Gene Simmons. Well, they had the well, the the Slotsky the Slotsky sisters yep. did one for the the sequel to one of the one of the uh, other. Zeno Evil. Zeno oh, Evil too. Oh. I didn't I didn't catch it, but I am. Uh, I don't know how I feel par, about their stuff. It's, it's on par with uh, See No Evil 1, so if you've seen that. <laughs> so that's saying a lot. Yeah, right? yeah. It's uh, on like par. The, the Catherine Isabel movie they did with, with uh, what was that called? Um, something Mary, Mary something? Mm. I, I keep thinking... American Dead Mary. Mary was what it was called. Oh, yeah. American yeah. Mary, they did Dead Hooker in a trunk. Yeah. And yeah, they do have that TV show Elevator now. Yeah, I've, I've not yeah, seen that it's either. It's not very... I know they like to put themselves in the films, which is always... Yeah. You know, that's always... 
kind of a kiss of death for most directors, like, but you know. Are they twins? They are twins. Oh, okay, yeah. so they've got yeah. that gimmick going. They're through. gothy twins. And they're, <laughs> yeah. Gothy hot twins. Gothy hot Canadian twins. So I mean, yeah. you got to have a niche, I suppose. Good for them. Yeah, I'm proud exactly. of them. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. I hey, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on anything, the flip side. Uh, yeah. Anything you need to plug really quick? Yeah, yeah, anything, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, if, if does this go out in mostly Arizona? Where do you guys? This is, oh, this is this is everywhere. Yeah. Um, Worldwide. I, I have a bar in uh, Flagstaff called the Green Room. It's a bar venue. So check it out. Wait, the Green Room? The Green Room. Is that Flagstaff. in the Monte Vista? It's right by in the Monte, Hotel Monte Vista. Okay, yeah. I think I partied there like a couple months back. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my bar. It was really fun. Yeah, it's, it's a fun place. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, very, very cool, man. Excellent. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. So we are sitting here now with James Lee. He runs um, created, I believe, film. You did not create it, but Just you took it, it over. Yeah. yeah, you took it over. So <laughs> Film Stock, which is a very popular film festival film challenge essentially right it's not really a challenge it's not a challenge no it's just short short films just just showcasing he has no short idea films. what you do so <laughs> yeah well, it's like, introducing <laughs> you poorly right now. i feel like film stock i feel like film stock does sort of have it's a name we all have heard we all yes. know but what is it like tell us exactly what it is is it just a regular film festival it started out um just as a regular joe bag of donuts short film festival that you know people rented a theater for Thursday night and showed a bunch of Arizona short films. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of evolved from there to a weekend event at the uh, at Mill Avenue at mm -hmm. the uh, Valley Art. And it's during the Tempe Festival of the Arts. So it's just kind of a three-day showcase from shorts from here in Arizona and then from around the world. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People show up and we have a great party. Awesome. Very and cool. and, and this, this, this festival used, used to be in different states, like several states, but then it just recently kind of got condensed yeah, down into one. Yeah, it was quality of life for me, mostly. Oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That sounds like a lot <laughs> to yeah, exactly. yeah, I thought it was a tra it was, I thought it was. It was, it was for it was two years. It was, you know, you know, the idea behind it was, you know, and, and me and the team are always trying to figure out, like, okay, we're a short film festival, so let's be real. What can we, like, really do, like, for filmmakers yeah. other than, like, give them a good time, which is yeah. cool, right? Like, everyone appreciates an audience, mm -hmm. which that's, like, number one. Like, we always have to have a good audience, you know, showing. And then other than that, like, what can we really offer? Like, I don't have, you know, 5000 you know, $10,000 worth of prize money, right? So, like, Gotta short, get on that. short of that or, like, <laughs> like a hookup with, like, a major network, yeah. like, what, what can I offer? And so that was part of the thought was, like, okay, well, maybe we make it so that if you win an award, your film screens in other states. And that was great. Um, but it's just really hard to, to make it worthwhile when you don't live in like Colorado or Utah per yeah. se and it's mm -hmm. really hard to promote effectively and so yeah. you know we had a we had a really low showing in Utah one year and like someone flew out from England for it and I just felt so bad about it and I was just yeah. like you know if I if I can't like control a market yeah. really well then it's it's just not worth it. Well, because you, know? you want to bring, you want to, you want the the filmmakers to be satisfied with the with an, at least an right. audience. You know, yeah, if you can't yeah. provide that audience, it's, it's got to be both ways, man. Like the, like the films have to be good so that the audience that shows up, up like feels like okay, cool, I got something for my ten bucks. Which is like that's what all of our screeners think about when they watch films. Is like, yeah. are you okay charging somebody ten dollars to watch this movie? Yeah. And if the answer is no, that doesn't get in. If the answer is yes, then it's considered. It's an interesting um, way to look at it. Yeah. Because that that's how it is. You know, yeah. like it's and the other thing like is like, would you feel excited to show this film to someone on your phone? Like if you just saw this, you know that feeling of okay. excitement you get when you yeah. see like a, a video online or Facebook, and you're like, hey, check this out. Like you can't wait to show somebody that. And that's how yeah. that's how a festival programmer should feel. Mm -hmm. About the stuff that they promote and the filmmakers that they promote too. I'm trying to think of the last last thing I on my phone, just using that example, was probably Lights Out. Yeah, remember that? Did you that see little that? short film? That short. With I the, think uh, so. Yeah, clicking the, the light on and off, on and you off see the, the shadow figure. Yes, James Wan's making a feature now. <laughs> out He's of producing that it. Yeah, I think he actually <laughs> has the direct the director from that. Actually, he gave him money to make it a, I mean, into a feature. So it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. You no, know, shorts are really interesting, man. You can do you can do anything like with shorts, like you know, budget wise, like idea wise like as long as you have an idea and you can you know put the discipline in to execute it well like it's great like, yeah it, it, to me like shorts are are truly like the passionate filmmaking because that they knew they knew they weren't going to make money with yeah. 
<laughs> with this. True. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, this is because it needs to get out of me. It's inside of me, and it needs to get out. Yeah. And that's what's cool about. That's shorts. so funny. I literally said these exact words like two hours ago <laughs> to to my mom, who was like, "Why, why you, you know?" She's like, "Why do you make these movies? What's the goal?" You know, and I'm like. It's the passion. It's not about making money for me, you know? I mean, that would be great, like, if it leads to that today. But a lot of people do get opportunities based on shorts. If they're really yeah. good shorts and you show that you've got the chops to do it. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is you're never going to get good, I, I believe, as a filmmaker. You're never going to get good if you don't, like, actually exercise the muscles and start yeah. putting stuff out there. Like, even if it's a terrible short film, good for you, you know? Like, I don't hate anyone for making a terrible film. I think there's a lot of people who need to like count to 10 before they you know start shooting but um you know even if it's a terrible film as long as somebody like watches it and they're like okay i could have done better here and here yeah. but hey i was the learning it's a yeah. learning moment if you if you take away from it like you you see what exactly. you did wrong and where you could improve and it's and not it, just about it, the bad stuff either it's about like the good stuff like oh hey this one moment really worked yeah exactly yeah. if you can get one thing to work in a short film even if the whole film is crap and nobody likes it as long as like you saw that you had a vision for something and yeah. you you planned for it you made that and it worked great now you have a skill you can take with you yeah. like for any on project the, yeah on the next film or, yeah. or it's funny like I was that. just talking to a filmmaker about this about the difference between shorts and features that if you did want to try something and you weren't sure the stakes are so much lower if it's a short because you're not making money and right. you're not using somebody else if right. you bomb a feature like that's kind of yeah. like a black mark on your record, but if you, <laughs> or if you, you can't really like, bomb I, a short. I think like. I remember. I remember here. I, I've heard from several podcasts and several people in the business. I think it's three strikes you're out when it comes <laughs> to a feature. I think, I think it's three strikes yeah. you're out. You can do it. You know, or it might be two strikes you're out. I don't think anybody. Zack Snyder's still making films. So. <laughs> that is true. Well, you know, the the other thing is that like even if you don't have like a feature that sells tickets per mm. se, it's in the festival circuit. Like there's always investors, mm -hmm. whether it's money and or time and or resources and or favors, and you know, a feature is a big investment. You know, yeah, yeah well, huge. Any one of those things, so it's a, it's a big deal. Um, shorts, you just have a little bit more flexibility, and you you can also be like, hey, it's a weekend, let's have some fun. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. It's a chance to garner what I think of as like cheaper favors, but you know, the the upside's huge. If it's a great short, yeah, it, it'll yeah, go places. You have no you idea where it could go. Like you get to travel. You get to travel as a short. If, if you make a great short, you get to travel as much as any successful feature filmmaker, and you get into the same parties. You know, there's a lot of yeah. upside to making a great short. Yeah, and yeah. you can make an impact really quickly rather rather than, you know, oh, you know, the first half of the movie is good, then it kind of dragged, but then it got really good at the end. It's like a short, you can just master that almost. Right. Yeah, but you can, you, go, just, you can also butcher it. <laughs> Don't get it wrong. But like Mike said, the stakes aren't yeah. that high if you butcher it. Like and you if, no. like and like James said, if you learn something from it, you go into your next one and you don't. Do I think it's that. almost a, 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 speaking from an artist. I think it's almost it's almost more beneficial to fail a lot at the beginning because yeah. you become so much. You you learn so many different ways on how to not do it. Well, that the next thing you produce is just going to get better and better. And, and hopefully better. people oh. don't coddle you and tell you I how mean, there, great there, it there is. I mean, there are a few people out there. I'm sure there's few, there, there's several filmmakers out there where, like, you know, first one out of the gate, boom, fucking nailed it. But most <laughs> yeah. people have to, like, produce some crap before they start yeah. feeling yeah. really confident knowing what they can and cannot do. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. No. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of producing something that's not okay. Just do it, right? Totally all the great, just all the great just learn from it. Say, just get out and shoot something. Just yep. do something. Like yeah. otherwise, I mean, my point? my one like qualifier to that because for me, if you if you like have any of you guys like screened four festivals before, it's miserable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, last year I was telling Chris this at lunch, but um, last year we got twenty seven hundred submissions. Oh, is that it? <laughs> and we got, Jesus. and we could. Only, I mean, you know, we can only pro. You can only program like fifty, right, yeah. in a weekend, realistically. Um, and that was even like stretching it because I just couldn't say no to too many people. Yeah. Um, Which is awesome. But then, like, you know, you have to think about it. Like, out of that twenty-seven hundred, and this is this is one man and his team's humble opinion. You know, two hundred of those were like good, like, yeah, reasonable. Yeah. There are twenty-five hundred films. They're about that were just like. Oh come on, man! Like, yeah. like listen, I I know, like, get out there and do it. But I mean, if you have a six-minute film and two minutes of it are black screen with Times New Roman titles and a wandering piano track, I'm sorry, I'm just not with you. <laughs> do long, do long you titles. lost me at black screen. Yeah, do long point. titles kill a short? Yeah, absolutely. There's no thank you. There's, there's no reason. There's no reason. Yeah. there's no reason to have a long. You you don't have to create a longer TRT. You don't. 
have to impress anybody. No one, no one is impressed with dramatic music and cutting in and out of titles anymore, unless you're doing something really creative with it, like Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. David, yeah. You know, they're right. Oh, yeah. Like I could just watch if they if the credits rolled after the opening sequence of Deadpool, I'd be like, that was the best. You know, ten dollars I fucking spent. This year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, there's also kind of, I don't know. I've always thought there was like a really egotistical thing about like oh, long totally. title things. Like a film by Mike Salustio. It's like, who the hell is Mike Salustio? <laughs> you need to Google. There's a film out there called Bambi vs. Godzilla. Okay. Have you guys okay. Heard of it? Okay. No. no, I have not. So if you can YouTube this. It's a it's a film that makes fun of credits. Um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So if anyone's That's listening fantastic. to it, just, I'm gonna watch yeah. that just right Google now. Bambi vs. Godzilla. <laughs> It'll be one of the best things you watched. Is uh, it? Is it basically? Is it basically a really cool sounding title to a movie that never happens? <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm speculate here based you know on the what? title. Like, it is such a unique piece. If I said anything else about it, it would ruin the joke. So mm-hmm. all right, leave, yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Bambi versus Godzilla. Bambi versus Godzilla. But that's like exactly we. You know, there's a film that uh, you know we're here at the Phoenix Film. Do they know? They, yeah. People yeah. know we're at the Phoenix yeah. Film Festival. Yeah. yeah. Awesome festival. It's like my favorite festival. Like because I get to enjoy it. I don't get to enjoy film stock because I'm running You're around busy. like mm-hmm. a chicken with my head yeah. cut off. And everybody needs you to solve their problems. Uh, sure, <laughs> if I'm that important. Um, but no, Jason puts on a great show here and the rest of the team do. And I, I love coming to this fest. And um, I forget where I was going. Has, have, have, you, have you seen anything that you Long really credits. enjoyed here? <laughs> Long credits is what we were saying, <laughs> yeah. actually. Long credits, the credits short, still going. short memory. That's why I do a short <laughs> film festival. I can't remember anything. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of great stuff here. Uh, this weekend, I haven't really gotten uh, my sunk my teeth into the screenings yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll be able to do that in the next like twenty minutes. So, yeah, yeah it's been right decra- it's been crazy just jumping around to all the things that are going around here, all, going on at the festival. Yeah. It's, it's hard yeah. to it's hard to it's really hard to catch everything. Yeah, you re- you realize you start looking at the whole the whole plan, you know, the 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 layout, the schedule, and it's just like, huh, I am one man. Yeah. I will yeah. not see all of well, these. That yeah. sucks. And I think about the person who has to program all of that. That must be a nightmare to have mm-hmm. to try to figure oh, out. It this takes them all year. Yeah, yeah, this 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 movie ends at this time, but then five minutes after that, this movie starts. You got to, you know, it's like yeah. everything's we have so tight. Two seconds for Q&A and... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Um, so we make our screeners watch Bambi vs. Godzilla and a movie that came out f- and Phoenix Film Festival was featured in called Official Rejection. Have you heard of Official Rejection? I have heard of that, yeah. So it was a movie made by filmmakers who did a festival circuit and they made a documentary of their experience. Okay. Um, about film festivals and like what to do, what not to do as filmmakers. But, you know, there's also big takeaways for sure. festival organizers as well. Yeah. That's where I was going. That with came that. out like like early two thousands, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It came out a while ago. Yeah. Um, cool. I can't remember the name of the filmmaker, but they're long stays. They're made their mainstays of the Phoenix Film Festival, but you know, great festival and they attract really good filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, appreciate Thank it. Yeah, come on, yeah. yeah. guys. Thanks so much for yeah giving me the chance to talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plug anything that you need to plug. Oh sure. Uh, go to www.filmstockfilmfestival.com and see the site from last year. Um, or check in, you know, in a couple months, and you'll see what's going on in December this year. But come out to the Phoenix Film Festival; they got a lot of great things going on, all until Thursday, I think. So cool, nice. Yep. Yeah, thanks, awesome. James, thank you. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, Matt, what does being a judge at the Phoenix Film Festival entail? It entails watching ten films prior to the festival and ranking them on various categories, such as screenplay acting ensemble, director, pitcher, your okay. standard cra- like do the, categories. Do those like points like add up? Yeah, so I think they're all weighted, right? So whoever I place first gets a certain amount of points, less points to the second person, and so on and so forth. Yeah. To the various things. Yeah. Weirdly enough, as a judge, I have no idea who won this year. So <laughs> oh, that part's not included. It's like double blind. Yeah, there's yeah. like no. Yeah, so I'll find out tomorrow. I think with everyone else, right? Tomorrow's the yes. tomorrow yeah, tomorrow's yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. How works. many judges are there? Yeah, good question. You don't know. <laughs> Again, they keep them Again, separated. Right? You know, yeah. Yeah. they do not want us to know Man. each other. Yeah, I thought I'd get some sort of cool badge for it. Not the case. I got a VIP <laughs> badge, which is fine. But yeah, I thought it would say like. Maybe yeah. everybody who has a VIP badge is a judge. Person. Yeah. I was hoping for a VVIP. 
Right. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> That's right. I remember judging the uh, screenplay competition one time. I did not. I did not get a badge. Oh, you didn't get anything. I did not get a badge. That's rough. You didn't That's get a pass at all. I didn't get any pass. <laughs> no. No. They've at least improved their emails. game, right? A little bit, right? You're a little yeah. more incentive to yeah. that. Yeah, how, long, how long have you been a judge? Uh, so this is the first year that I've judged anything officially. Okay. So, yeah, I don't That's have cool. fire. I mean, a uh, hot dog contest uh, back in the day. <laughs> so, so <laughs> we're judging ago, a hot dog contest. Really so, we. <laughs> oh, yeah, What's the criteria here? Right. We're talking. Well, yeah, you're looking for uh, a good outer skin, but not too tough, not too <laughs> chewy. You gotta have a nice snap to it. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> Condiments matter, but they're not everything. Dog <laughs> ma- the dog's important, right? So, do they give you, do they give you guidelines, or is it pretty much your, your per- the, here's the films? Your personal films. preference? Yeah, per- personal preference. And then they asked this one question, which is like, is there a special achievement that you could award a film? Open box there. So, like... Interesting. Yeah, no. like... I, so, what would you they're, put, right? They're trying like, to decide if they can discredit what you've written down. Perhaps, like, I mean, I'd put, like... I would, I'd rank, like, I, cinematography was not a category, so yeah. I put that. Score wasn't, and there was a really good score mm-hmm. for... And you had to do this for, for every... Is audio... I'm just curious, every film is audio... It's all, all ten? You had to separately put that for each no, film? No, just in okay. general, they asked that at the end, like... Okay, okay. I was wondering, at what point in time are you just like, you know what, screw this. Uh, right. You know, best um, road sequence. That, right, that's so it's a really, like, yeah, most yeah. pretentious person, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just seems that way, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, maybe that, but um, but yeah. So that was kind of a strange one where I was trying to like come up with, well, what would make sense? But score, cinematography, those seem yeah, like, those are pretty yeah. important. Yeah, seem important. But I don't know. Again, I don't know if any of them will show up, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. I, I'd be interested in doing it. It'd probably be stressful. I I think is. Depending on the quality that you're handed, though, I mean yeah. that's going to yeah. dictate. Yeah, so wide variety, goes. right? Like the yeah. bottom two, I loathe. Like I could, I could, you could put me up there, and I would like find the people who made the film, and give them a very, very hard time <laughs> about it. <laughs> the stuff that was good is like it's very good, right? It's very yeah. enjoyable, and there's yeah. uh, and then there's like a wide breadth of stuff that's like pleasant in between. That's what I would say. There's a lot of pleasant <laughs> films that don't necessarily stand out, but are are enjoyable. Like there might be someone's thing. Ex- yeah. Like, to, to a, exactly. To a right, right. What is your what, so? What is your thing then? Like, what's your your your? I guess your background uh, as far so as background in terms of. So uh, I've been here in the valley for a long time. I do a lot of reviewing of horror films, genre films. I teach film at uh, ASU as well. So cool. Uh, love anything that's genre related. I try to teach as many things that. Cool films I can. Yeah, yeah. That I'm allowed Stuff to. Stuff that normal college yeah. doesn't ever tell right. you. So I get to like in the fall. I'm so excited. I get to teach Fury Road for editing, and I'm like, oh, that nice. seems something like a victory. And yeah, yeah. very cool. So no, that we'll does. See. Yeah, right. That movie's amazing. And we, and we yeah. teach. Uh, I teach. Let the right one in for adaptation, which is also like, Do hopefully you, not your standard. I'm going to, you know, college type of film. Right? Yeah. Do you have a particular film that you would that you really would love to do, but you you know damn well they won't let you right. do it? So I'm very, I'm, I am tempted, very tempted for cinematography to do an Argento film. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like opera or perhaps Suspiria, but um, I don't know how people will take it, right? I mean, that's... I mean, I it's, mean dude... It's a mixture of things I, I, that... I think you'd get away with it because, I mean, in, in nowadays... It's required, so I, I am definitely going to get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they will watch it, whether or not they like yeah. any of it. But, but, yeah, it? But, but I think in terms of, like, content, though, compared to some of the stuff you get in, you, that's out there in film now, I mean, those movies are a little more tame in terms of gore, but they're yes. beautifully shot films. Beautifully shot, right? But isn't it fascinating to show it to a group of people who may have never heard of this? They don't know nothing about the director, and you show it to them, and then get their like genuine response to it. Either like Absolutely. I didn't get it, or right. they're like I loved this movie. Yeah. So we like I teach genre as one of my my lessons in my class, and we watch the host Bong Joon Ho's the host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are, are yeah, familiar, no, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, what is that? Is that horror, sci-fi? Is it political? Is it what is it? What's going on? Is it a family drama? Because it kind of is. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so like, I make them argue what genre they think it yeah. should be in. You know, oh, I yeah. should come to that class because I'm very good at breaking down films to its simplest form. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. They're Every all about week, young that's love. That's true. Right? Most Every most week. films are about young love. That's true. <laughs> most films <laughs> now it, it broken down to their most single thing is it's young love. The other thing is. You guys are going to Carpenter, I assume. That seems topical. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As in tickets went on sale yesterday. Yeah, yeah. right, right, so, right. 
Everyone's going? Yeah. I'm going, absolutely. That's the plan. I'm okay. I am definitely yeah. going. Okay. Because yeah. I heard Prince of Darkness. Yeah. A lot of mixed yeah. feelings on Prince of Darkness. I love that movie. It's good, right? <laughs> it's solid. But I'm, I'm like curious what you guys, what are you most excited to hear? Uh, like excluding, let's say, Halloween. Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, oh, shit. You Assault on Precinct 13. took up mine. That's not that's fair. Escape from, <laughs> Escape from New York. I love All right, that. That's I fantastic. love that fucking thing, man. Right? When he's, when he's, it's playing. I, know, I as love they live. I love the. Uh, yeah. You're talking yeah. about the soundtrack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. To hear it live, right? Because that's why you want to go. Right. I mean, right. I don't yeah. care if I see his white, wispy hair in the background <laughs> behind <laughs> Like, I want to feel it live. Like, you know. He plays it like a tool concert where he just turns off all the lights on stage. How much are you guys hoping for the little trouble and Little, like the uh, Big Trouble Little China song that he sings. Oh, yeah. Oh, sings. Yes. What yeah. is the name of that band they had? God <laughs> yeah, what is it. the name of the band? Oh it's right, because it's like a special feature. It was, it and you're was like, the producer, this shouldn't be special. Yeah, <laughs> the, the producer of the film and another guy. They, they, like, they yeah. wrote that song and made a music video. Right. <laughs> I'm just Easter afraid we're going to get there and he's going to just going to do Halloween. He's like, all right, you got it out of your system. Yeah. Now check out my albums. Yeah. And then yeah. he's just going to run and through those. And then it's just going to be like, yeah. fuck you all. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time. Done with film. Right, yeah. Right. Every this single is, song. This is my jazz fusion period. You're going to deal with it because this is a retrospective. Yeah. Got my money already, dude. That, that yeah. reminds me of this. It's so funny you said that because my, my dad really loves like uh, the peanuts and, and like the the, oh, yeah. the Christmas stuff. So when when uh, the Vince Scaraldi trio, right? Yeah, when they they came and they were gonna perform all their stuff, it was like <laughs> it was like they played two of the songs that everyone knows, and then it was an hour and a half of just like these jazzy fusion songs. Yeah. It was just like. I want to leave. We yeah. paid sixty-five dollars. I want to leave. I I wonder. It could be like that. Yeah. If it is, we'll I'm coming see. after you though for jinxing the whole thing. I don't think John Carpenter <laughs> listens to the show. I don't think he'll do that. If he yeah, does, yeah. he's not. Yeah. I don't have his ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much Thanks. for having me, guys. Is there anything, anything else out? you want to plug really uh, quick? Just yeah, check plug. out Dark of the Matinee and Arizona Filmmaker Showcase. If for local listeners, cool. if they're local filmmakers, submit yeah. your film to Film Bar yeah. and we'll show it, Chris. Yep. We're going to show your film coming yeah. up soon. So It's going to look so good at Film Bar. That's I right. Just it's know a it. gorgeous, gorgeous projector. <laughs> so there is that, everyone. Awesome. All right. Thank nice. you, guys. Nice thank having you, you brother. All right. Cool. All right. Very cool. Oh, Welcome yeah. to the table, Monty Yazzie. Can yeah. I just say that I am a huge fan? <laughs> <laughs> I think I told you guys this a few times already. You can say that. now that I got the, the venue and I got the, uh, the, the listening public on... On, on the phone or on the on the line. Yeah. Huge fan. Awesome. Anaconda, my favorite one. Oh. Check out that episode. Number one, the guy who picked that episode is a, ge and the he's guy, a genius. The guy who told you guys to do Jim Cotta, oh my God. <laughs> Another genius. Just <laughs> <laughs> like a dream come true. You got the mic yeah. in front of you. You're right here with us. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm here. Very I cool. feel like we should be watching a movie right now. Yeah, you've waited hey, man, 48 episodes to get here. 48. <laughs> I know. So awesome. So what do you do here officially? I am the festival director for the International Horror and Sci-Fi Film Festival. My job primarily is in programming the showcases for the film. That would be uh, a majority of the films that aren't competition, already have distribution that we're just trying to get into the festival to get out to everybody else. So Okay, cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah. How stressful is that job? Terribly stressful. <laughs> um, we have to, uh, yeah, I was just talking to somebody a few minutes ago. A lot of times we don't know the reception of these movies before we get them. So we're almost going in blind. Yeah. And luckily we're able to get screeners from people to kind of get an idea as to what the film is like, how it will fit. Um, other times uh, we just have to kind of ask people. So I have a lot of like friends with other film festivals a lot of writers who travel to all the circuits that get to see the world premieres. Yeah. And uh, I keep the ones that I trust very close yeah. and kind of jump off of what they tell me. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like from the interviews that we've done, you guys are knocking it out of the park. Yeah. It sounds I'm like happy. there's I'm been happy, some you know? really good stuff here. We have, I, I'm a small piece of a really big machine. Yeah. And Brandon Kitchen, my horror programmer for competition, he's phenomenal. Danny Marianino does all of our short films. The guy's amazing. Mike Stackpole with Sci-Fi. He does both the feature length and the shorts. I mean, these are guys who have been doing it for a long time. 
There's no reason for me to step in and say, "Here's how we're gonna change yeah. it up." Yeah. Because like I, you know, I think like I told you guys, I started as a fan. Yeah. So I started in the audience, you know, watching the first annual Horror Sci-Fi Festival at the first annual PFF. I was there with Festival Pass for five or six years before someone asked me if I wanted to participate. So my wow. first year was walking around with uh, filmmakers, and yeah. my second year was helping out with a liaison and helping out kind of just screening films. Then I was a judge, then I was a program manager, and I mean, wow. just kept moving up since. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, for a, a fan, it's a dream come true to be yeah. given the opportunity. And uh, my whole goal is I'm hoping that uh, we can, I'm hoping that we get great response. I'm hoping that we're giving people a diverse selection. I hope that we're able to give uh, filmmakers an opportunity to showcase their vision. Yep. I mean, those are all the things that are important to me. So I mean, yeah. so far this year, I just, I've said this like five or six times already, but like I've been I've been coming to this festival for about four four to five times. I've come to this festival throughout the years, and this is by far the best year I've oh, I've great. come I'm to so it. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah, like, coming from you guys, that's a real big compliment. Yeah, we're a hard <laughs> Quality has jumped so far yeah. ahead yeah, of where, where it's yeah. been so in the past years. So happy, it, it's know, like, nice. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give someone, I'm trying to give everybody a little bit, you know, for their taste. And you got horror fans who love The Conjuring and Insidious. You yeah. got guys who love Italian horror. Yep. You got guys who love slashers. You yeah. know, it's a large demographic. And what people like, you know, especially in horror and sci-fi, isn't the same. I mean, I could ask this room right now, what's the better movie, Alien or Aliens? And I guarantee you we're split. Go ahead. Aliens. Yeah, aliens. That's, that's going to be a hard one for me. Alien. Too. Alien for me. Yeah, uh, Alien for aliens. me. Okay. Yeah. Aliens. You know? I, I like yeah. the action side better. Uh, I, can, yeah. I can tell you guys who's the better slasher, uh, Fre uh, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. A better slasher? Michael Myers for I would me. go Michael Myers. Uh, Jason Voorhees. I would say Jason Probably Voorhees. Go Jason okay. Voorhees on that. Yeah. He took Manhattan. Yeah, he <laughs> fucking took it, man. He went to space, guys. But, but, but the point that we How made about on the that show uppercut? already about this argument particularly is they've never gone goofy, really, with Michael Myers. Where yeah, they, they have. Haven't. No, yeah. they haven't. They have with Jason. Well, yeah. having Busta Rhymes do karate in your movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Michael Myers. So that, is is. that is the worst one, we can all agree. Yeah. <laughs> all the rest of them are fair game, except for the Rob Zombie remakes. Sorry, so they, I'm not on that boat. If they were going to redo Michael Myers Halloween, if they were going to bring it back without the hands of Rob Zombie, you know... What would they do? What's the next What's the next step for that guy? I might get some shit for this, but I wouldn't care if they actually went the, the direction that they did with Psycho. Yeah. When they redid Psycho, it was almost shot for shot. Shot for shot. Um, it just had a more modern feel but to how it. how do you embrace what Carpenter did? I don't know. I honestly, like, honestly, I would, I would... I would basically ignore like the last three films and go back to to what was canon. I wouldn't try to reinvent it. This is a character that most everyone knows. Why do we need another backstory? Why do we need another origin story? We know what he's about, and just kind of kind of bring it back to bring it back to more of a suspenseful kind of film that the first one was, and more of a, a personal, terrifying thing for like babysitters. Like this was, you know, this this played to that kind of those, those yeah. women. You know, like there was a fear. That was a legitimate fear. I think it got away from that with all this like comical stuff that they're doing with it, like the the webcam thing that they did. What the hell was that? Some show that they had for my for Michael Myers was Yeah, that was the Buster Rhymes one. Was that, yeah. the, was that yeah. a movie? Like, that, yeah. I didn't even yeah. fucking watch it. It's a reality TV show terrible, or something. Terrible. Yeah. So I, that's what I would do. I wouldn't try to reinvent the wheel because it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I told someone before. I said it wouldn't be, it wouldn't bother me very much to have a Michael Myers movie, but not call it Halloween and not call onto it, but just have a group of people encounter him, you know, kind of come into his world. Yeah. You know, like, it, they've done it with, with Camp Crystal Lake so much, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just people, these, these people just keep coming into his world. Yeah. Michael Myers is such a, like, he, he's been everywhere. He's a traveler. I mean, yeah, you know? He just kind of <laughs> moves. He knows how to drive cars you without know? ever driving them before. It would almost yeah. be like, like you're getting in a car accident with him because yeah. you accidentally got in his path. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, that I would think, be kind of interesting. I think, I think. I think with the success yeah. of Netflix, I, I'm doing uh, Pee Wee Spooky Halloween, where it's just <laughs> yeah. Pee Wee Herman 
and Michael Myers, and they go on a road trip together. Oh, right. Yeah. Very, very one-sided conversations, yeah, I feel like, they're going to have Why try to erase what Carpenter did? Just build upon it. You know, the, uh, the rumor for a while was that the Supernatural television show was going to do an episode at Camp Crystal Lake. And they were trying to get that crossover to happen. Oh, shit. It never happened, but, was I it? mean, that would have been kind of a ingenious way to incorporate him. We see it with superhero films all the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm why, still well, they're waiting for that Ash yeah. versus... Uh, well, they're yeah. doing the Expendables of, of horror films. Yeah, but they're they not really? playing their they're not, Yeah, but they're not playing yeah, their they're characters. Just, they're just, the they're actors, just in it. I think a movie like Ash versus the Evil Dead, I mean, give me one... Like, And let's be real. You guys watched the whole series, right? Yeah. Yes. I've not no. finished okay. it. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I watched the whole thing, and I am a diehard. Evil Dead 2 is up yeah. here. I yeah. mean, it is on the top of the mountain for me yeah. for favorite horror films. Yep. And I love Ash. I mean, yeah. I am a huge... Whoever the guy who picked Ash up here is great. Here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. Ash. Ash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poster is awesome. Great picture, I mean, picture, I, I don't do him very much. Ju- I don't do very justice to it, but I oh, mean... so good. Thank you, Alf. <laughs> I appreciate it. But, uh... They, I don't uh, got the chin, but... You know, give me one more season of Ash vs. the Evil Dead, and then give me Ash vs. the Evil Dead vs. someone else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ash vs. the Evil Dead vs. you know, Jason. Yeah. Well, I think Hellraiser was the, the most talked about, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think it was Ash vs. Evil Dead versus, uh It was versus Jason or versus Friday the 13th, whatever, be, because the Nebuch- Necronomicon even pops up in that one because yeah. that was the, about the time they were actually writing it. And they turn it into a comic book series yeah. eventually. I mean, but if yeah. you figure that where the Evil Dead come from, it's probably the like next door neighbors to where the Cenobites come yeah. from. Yeah. So <laughs> True. why not just like True. have the box yeah. accidentally fall out of Pinhead's pocket and onto the? Uh, I wonder if those neighbors get along. <laughs> I was just thinking if they borrow sugar or not. I don't know. They all, they all enjoy the suffering, so I think <laughs> we're okay. It's true. It's so true. Well, I know you're you're a busy man. You probably have to get back to work. Uh, yeah, I have to get going, guys. I do appreciate you letting me have yeah. a moment. This is uh, a big deal for me. I think you guys are fantastic. And right now on the show, you have to commit to coming and doing an episode. Yeah, there. Yeah, I'm do an there. episode. There's we'll a- let you pick the movie. Yeah. yeah. You had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Right, I appreciate yeah, it. You. Well, you guys you. have a good night. You too. Right, you too, man. Thanks. Thanks for listening to part one of the uh, International Sci-Fi Horror Film Festival and the Phoenix Film Festival, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, part two, again, is coming out tomorrow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore review. You follow us on Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review. You can also follow us on Facebook. Um, make sure you send us your uh, fan requests, your fan picks. Uh, we always look forward to getting those. And, you know, who knows? We may pick you soon. Um, and uh, you know what? If you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. 